Welcome to another episode of the Ismono Podcast. In this episode, I talk to Chris, who is one of my YKT original Patreons. This was recorded in October 2022. If you want early access, watch the video versions, or just want to support the podcast, check out my Patreon. All right, let's start the podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another podcast. And today I have the honor to have as a guest uh, one of my YKT originals. Chris is with me. Hi, Chris. Do you want to quickly introduce yourself? What's your name? I mean, okay, I said your name already, but you want to name <laughs> what you're doing and um, how did you get into bags? Let's start with the, the question that probably everyone wants to know about all of us, right? <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, so uh, you know, like you said, my name is Chris. Uh, I'm from the Chicago area. Um, you know, I work in IT, so getting into EDC was pretty easy. I've always had a, you know, a whole pack of tools and cables and gadgets and stuff that I needed to bring to work every day. But I always wanted to ask you, you're not a, some kind of hacker, are you? Uh, now I work in IT security. Really? You do? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's I used, awesome. I used to just be, um, you know, like help desk and that sort of thing, but. You know, that that will be one of the reasons why we'll ask you for another podcast, right? Because I'm so interested in that kind of stuff. Let's do it. Yeah, so absolutely. That will be the second the second podcast because I'm so <laughs> nerdy about that kind of stuff. Okay, yeah, so, absolutely, man. It would be great. <laughs> so back to the uh, main topic. How did you get into bags? So basically, you are into EDC, and then you got further into bags? Um, the, it really was like EDC was more like a necessity because I had to bring so much stuff with me to work. It wasn't like, oh. I, I wasn't, I didn't go down the rabbit hole of like, Oh, you know, collecting knives and you know, yeah. stuff like that. It was more just like, no, I have like a ton of crap I need to bring to work. Mm. So how do I find a bag that, you know, fits it? So um, you mean like, like tech stuff, like cables and stuff, or do you mean actually like screwdrivers, wrenches and stuff like that? So because you had to take apart servers or was yeah, it more I like mean, cables no, and stuff? Yeah, mostly cables. You know, I mm. also had like a one of the iFixit Pro kits. Oh, cool! Because um, I had to take I had to yeah. take apart like a lot of laptops and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And those things are awesome for it. Like it's, yeah. I think at the I bought the first generation one. I think it was like sixty dollars or something like that. It was like some of the best money I've ever spent. Mm. Um, I still have it to this day. I stole it from work when I left. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, so I had like, you know, a ton of stuff to bring to work. So I was just like, all right, like at the time I had like an old like um uh like hit messenger bag like that I mm -hmm. had from high school, you know, that I used to carry textbooks in, but it really wasn't cutting it. I remember distinctly going to a brewery that's local to Chicago and seeing someone with a chrome citizen. Oh cool. And the yeah. the whole panel was the Chicago flag. I was just like like holy crap like one i'd never heard of chrome before this yeah. is you know 15 years ago at this point so i ended up asking like you know where did you get it whatever this is back when chrome had brick and mortar stores mm. so they're like oh we went to the brick and mortar store in chicago and picked it up so i started hunting online i found out that they did a completely blacked out one so the chicago flag normally is a white background red stars and um blue bars okay top and bottom so they had one that was completely black, black stars, black bag. I was just like, done. Like, I don't care. And I, like, I remember that being like, 
a tough decision. It was like, man, this is like $250. Do I really want to spend this much on a bag? And like looking back on it now, I'm just like, like, oh, you sweet summer child. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't go too much into that because that will be one of my later questions. So okay. pricing. So, okay. So you got that bag, right? Yeah. And I still have it to this day. You know, it's, I was kind of mad because I guess over the pandemic, I think they closed all their brick and mortar yeah. stores. I was going to go in and see if they could fix it up. Cause like the straps are starting to fray and stuff like that. You know, it's, it, it's got a lot of miles on it, Yeah, but I still have that bag, you know, especially now um, on the motorcycle, I've started using all my sling bags on the bike. Cause they're really, they're actually really comfortable, even though it's only one shoulder. Oh, really? Yeah. So oh, I've been wow. thinking, I was like, well, I've got them citizen I was like that'd be awesome like if i need to carry something a little bit bigger but mm -hmm. it's not super heavy um but yeah i was hoping to get it cleaned up but i might um might take it to someone i know who does like um uh like not upholstery uh like clothing work that kind of thing mm -hmm. but let me just quickly ask you if you are on the bike right with most i mean obviously you don't move around that much so the bag won't wiggle to the front but If you are on your bike, is the messenger um, like sitting on your passenger seat or is it like, do you strap it so tightly that it can't move? So I, I don't really have any of the, the like hip messenger bags anymore. They're all mm. like big slings basically. So really up high. So basically. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I keep, I keep the strap really tight. Um, and then the big thing that I've found, because Before I got back on the bike, I hated the stability strap that goes mm -hmm. under your opposite, you know, armpit. Yeah. Perfect on the bike. Okay. It, it makes okay. it makes such a big difference. I should try that. I never tried it because I was always a little bit afraid that it could like wiggle itself to the front. But now obvious the obvious uh reason would be to use uh a stabilizing strap, uh like you mentioned. I always recommend people to do that, but I've never tried it myself, to be quite honest. But I, I might try that in the future. You know what? It works really well. Um, the, the only thing I've discovered that I like need to be conscious of is what material the bag's made out of and what material like my jacket is. So I've mm. got a Revit like mesh hoodie. Same. And if I use um, any any the, like the VX bags I've got, it just slides all over the place. Yeah. But on leather. You know, if I do my leather jacket and then like, you know, something with ballistic nylon, it, it like, it's actually a pain to like, get it over when I need to pull mm, something yeah, yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. All right. So everyone, what we plan to do is we have, each of us has prepared a couple of questions and topics, and I will uh, start a 10 minute timer where we talk about those specific topics. And yeah, I would say, Chris, you start with whatever question or topic you had in mind, and then I will start a timer. Okay. So fair warning, we're going to be all over the place with my questions. That's totally fine you, by me. I, you said I you wanted it. new topics for the yeah, new channel. Yeah, I, so I definitely I want to. And I, I am, <laughs> as mentioned, I'm looking forward to our second um, podcast because I'm listening to, what's it called? You probably know that podcast. I'm listening a lot to um, Darknet Diaries. Yeah. So yeah. I love all of that IT hacking stuff. So I'm really, really looking forward to do a second podcast with you just talking about this hacking stuff and security. So yeah, 
go ahead. What's your first topic or question? Okay. So you posted that uh, review about the Orville, and that yes. is a show that I have absolutely loved. Um, so no spoilers for season three, please. Okay, no problem. <laughs> I, I will. I will say this: the writing is much better in season three. Okay. So <laughs> it's like there. Are, it, it's really cool. What they've done is instead of you know being constrained by having forty minute episodes, they're just taking as much time as they need. So there's a lot Ooh. where they're like an hour and a half. So like the first one that comes up was like, oh, this must be the season you know finale or something. But then there's like five episodes after it. Oh, that's cool. It is really guys awesome. So anyway, <laughs> um, so. In the same vein as the Orville, have you seen Star Trek Lower Decks? Not yet. Hold on. Time is starting. So, okay. all right. I haven't, but I want to. Uh, is, oh, is that the question already? Or yeah. Okay. Yeah, if, if so, what do you think? I haven't watched it. For the simple reason, I heard a lot of people saying that it's good, but I haven't watched it because I wasn't sure about the style it was uh, painted or it was drawn. It reminded me a little bit of American Dad um, from the style, kind of, not as, I mean, American Dad is a little bit, oh, that's the, it's a terrible word, but it's like drawn a little bit sloppier. It's not that like fine detailed, but okay. I feel like Lower Deck is has a similar style, not the same similar maybe a little bit more vibrant in terms of colors but that was the only reason why i was hesitant i love those simplistic styles i loved family guy and uh south park and stuff like that so it's not that i don't like simplistic drawings or uh, animation series but i don't know i felt like before the Orville, I always thought, okay, science fiction series, uh, Star Trek series needs to be serious, right? But I was so mistaken. Yeah. The first time I watched the Orville, I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is really cool. So now that I watched the Orville, I will for sure start watching Lower Decks. Definitely check it out. I mean, it's the, the thing I like about the Orville and Lower Decks is like, so that like all the older Star Trek shows, it was always the people who are in it are the best of the best. You know, they're the ones like, you know, especially like next generation, like they're on the flagship of exactly. Star Trek. So they are yeah. cream of the crop. Lower decks, the Orville, it's like, okay, but like these are the people who just kind of suck at their job, <laughs> but like still still work there, you know? Uh, so it's been hilarious. You know, it's it lower decks. The first season's kind of derivative. It's a little, you know, there's a lot of fan service that's done, mm. but like the, as it's developed, it's gotten really good. Um, good, good keyword. What are your thoughts about uh, fan service? I feel like I'm a huge Star Wars fan as well. I'm not, are you, do you like Star yeah. Wars? Oh, yeah. So I feel like because there's so many series coming up, on films for Star Wars that they cater so much towards the fans. In my humble opinion, it feels like they are losing the good stories. Um, best uh, example is um, Book of Boba Fett. Boba Fett was one of the characters. I was looking so much forward to see him again. And I was so disappointed. 
I was disappointed. I love Star Wars. I want to see so many good Star Wars series, but I feel like with fan service, it gets kind of lost in translation, you know? I, I yeah, don't know. It, it's, it's easy to overdo it, you know? Yeah, and right? Boba Fett, someone had posted on, I think the Boba Fett, like the Book of Boba Fett subreddit a while back saying like, like what was wrong with it. And it was effectively boiled down to like Disney like has its limits of like how you know brutal you know you can yeah. be where like boba fett like in in all the like star wars with now the legends canon mm -hmm. you know the old stuff or like he was like a brutal like bonnie was a badass yeah yeah i mean just generally kind of yeah. a you know a villain you know what the bounty out. hunter is supposed to be right right so yeah. the um i did really like you know without spoiling it the uh the can or the the character that they brought in the last couple episodes from uh one of the other star wars series i watched it i tried to remember uh who oh yeah yeah, yeah i know yeah but so, i i don't know a lot about him to be quite honest um so, i haven't uh, read a lot of uh canon yet i started I will, but i haven't that is actually i would i would suggest you watch the star wars clone wars animated series okay yeah it starts out, you know, kind of as a kid show, that mm -hmm. sort of thing. But really, like, as that series progresses, it gets pretty dark. I wanted to, but I was kind of afraid because how many seasons is that? Like six? No, that's together with Rebels, right? It's like six seasons uh, or something, right? Rebels is a whole thing afterwards. Rebels oh, has its okay. own, like, five seasons, I think. I thought they are, they're, like, intertwined or something and belong together, I thought, like. Clone Wars takes place between episodes two and three, and then Rebels takes place between three and four. Oh, okay. That's good to know. Yeah, I was kind of afraid that it's so much to watch, and um, that's actually something what I wanted to do in, in this second channel, just to answer a question, is it worth... We are getting so old, right? We don't have that much time. Uh, is it actually worth investing time in a specific series? That's actually like something I want to uh, explore. Because yeah, that's you know, so much. But going back to Star Trek, did you watch Picard? Yeah. What are your, what are your thoughts about that? It's, it's quite the polarizing, first, right? The first season, it was such a downer. Like you thought, the, okay. The, the problem I had with it was just like, okay, like they keep like meeting up with characters from old shows they meet up with True. seven of nine they meet up with Riker. everybody nobody in this universe like is just doing well like everybody has some monstrous like you know emotional baggage it's like come on yeah. like out of everybody that you're bringing back nobody won the lottery or something like someone <laughs> has to have, <laughs> like you know someone has to just be doing fine it is that's true you know it kind of, that kind of brought me down and then the second season really had the vibe that they had like too many ideas and not enough mm. episodes. So it was like, it was so just rapid fire. Yeah, yeah. Like, Agreed. Like yeah. For me, it was like, I liked season one and I understand all of the negativity in terms of what everyone was criticizing about season two, but I still found it to be entertaining, but I yeah, get absolutely. what you're saying. They, they wanted too much. Um, I haven't watched this new Star Trek series. Everyone is like raving about what's what's it called? Like, uh, oh, the Brave last New Worlds. One. Yeah, is it good? They haven't very released good. it in Germany yet. So yeah, no, it's very good. Um, 
what I like about it most is that they go back to the kind of monster of the week episodes where it's oh that's cool each episode is its own story there isn't really there isn't a major mm-hmm. arc like story arc where like discovery or picard it's you know the whole season is the story that sort of thing so this is much more like next gen where it was you know each episode is its own contained mm-hmm. story so i'm liking that a lot the characters are really good the actors are great you know it's generally i have very little to complain about in which time period is it playing is it like around next generation or is it like one of the prequels or is it even later or yeah so this is a prequel this takes place before kirk takes over the enterprise also oh, really early okay yeah, so it follows it's the enterprise um but it's when captain pike uh is getting command oh, cool. oh that's awesome I'm looking yeah. forward to that one. It, it's, Everyone it's definitely is raving about it. So, okay. Is there already any news if there's going to be more seasons or? Uh, I don't know. You know, I haven't been following. I really hope so. It was really yeah. good. I'm really, I'm hopeful that the Orville is getting like a fourth or fifth season. Um, that would be amazing. I would hope so. I mean, because yeah. Hulu definitely dumped a lot of money into it. Like the mm. effects are much nicer than when it was on Fox. Like they did a lot of CGI. There's a lot of yeah. a lot of good character development. I mean, and stuff like that. just from season one to two. I mean, two already had so many good updates or upgrades in their CGI. I mean, just yeah. mid-season when some. I'm not going to spoil it, but when something is starting, let's call it they were at the end. Um, was it at the end of season one? I don't know. There is a big thing in the middle of any of those seasons, mm-hmm. which is amazing, which is really like picking up everything, the pace and stuff. So yeah. for everyone, watch it. It's good. Agreed. All right. So yeah, that was 10 minutes. So now my turn. Hold on. Let me just switch off that. So my question is that I already hinted a little bit um, in your introduction is when you bought the Chrome bag, right? You, you kind of said that it was an expensive bag for you at the time. And I assume also that many people in your life don't really understand what we're doing. So my question to you is, how do you explain to other people why you spend so much money on bags? And how do you convince someone else to invest in a good bag? And go. <laughs> I've almost stopped trying. You know, you did. It's got, it's, almost, it's, it's gotten to that point where it's just like people just assume it's you know it's ridiculous. And actually, so um, my good buddy Jeff, who's another one of your uh, yeah patrons, I know. Um, we always tell each other that we're each other's most expensive friend because it'd be like. <laughs> We'll, we'll we'll find something cool and be like, dude, check this out. And he's like, oh, but it's only like fifty dollars more for the nicer model. And I was like, yeah, but if you're gonna spend that much more, like, why not just do another hundred dollars and get the really nice model, that kind of thing? And it's just like, so like the conversation ends. Just why are we like this? It's <laughs> 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 so like we went from like we'll go from like justifying like a two hundred dollar purchase. Now we're in like, yeah, but like if I spend five hundred dollars, like I can get the really nice one. <laughs> Are you at the point of your friendship where he is like, dude, can I borrow your Gorok bag for a weekend? <laughs> you know, Are we, you at the point? Yeah, no, I mean yeah, yeah he and I have known each other since high school. You know, oh, okay. You know, we we've known each other almost twenty years at this point. So a lot of that stuff like 
you know, I've offered to let them borrow my GoPros, you know, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. We we know we know we're good for it if one of them if something gets broken. <laughs> okay, but then let's go back to to the Chrome back. When you, I assume you were, old were you back then when you bought it? You said like fifteen years ago, was it? Oh uh, yeah, so it would have been like twenty two, something like that. So what did your mom say? I was living by myself at the time, so that was that was the nice thing about that is I had my own apartment, so like okay, everything f flew under the parents' radar. But there must have been one time where someone was like, "Hey, oh, why yeah, did for, you?" For some of the stuff, like, um, what, what was the? I've got the Mission Workshop Rake VX. Oh, which is like wow. 500 bucks. Yeah, that one is expensive. So that one, I specifically waited. Like, that was the one where it's like, I've always liked looking at it on the website. And it's like, I'm going to buy that. Like, but I was like, I don't know if I could spend that much money. So what I ended up doing was I had completed like a really tough certification for work. Like, oh, I, so you like, gifted yourself. That's yeah, good. So that's, you know, that and it's like, I make the justification for a lot of the stuff that I collect, you know, bags. Uh, I have a big watch collection. Same. Um, you know, stuff like that where it's like, okay, yeah, like I don't really need anymore, but like I use every single bag and every single watch that I've got. Mm. But that's cool. So basically, I mean, there are so many people that buy expensive watches, right? And no one is actually asking them why they spend so much money on a watch because most people like consider that already consider that an investment or uh, that's something you gifted yourself with so you basically already adopted the watch mindset at, in the bag world for yourself right. at least and you know and that's that's kind of a weird distinction where like people will say like oh like someone like nobody bats an eye if someone buys you know fifteen thousand dollar rolex you know True. that's Yeah, I mean, granted, you know, it's a, it's a nice timepiece. Like, what draws me to watches is like, okay, someone took the time to design this movement, someone yeah. assembled it, that kind of thing. Like, it's it's really cool, at least to me. Same, but like, so nobody like makes that distinction where it's like, or or you spent like a thousand dollars on a Coach bag or Louis Vuitton or something like that. But it's like that. There's that disconnect between acceptable cost for luxury items mm. versus acceptable cost for something that is made to just get the hell beaten out of it. Yeah. So like, you know, a lot of these bags, you know, especially well, like the, well, like the, like the, like defy bags that I've got, you know, mm. it's like, those will probably outlive me, you know, that they're, they're made to such a high standard. It's like, they're more expensive, but like, okay, but like, you're not going to take your Louis Vuitton, you know, uh, attache case, through hell and yeah. back with you and it's going to get ripped to hell and it's not going to be worth anymore where it's like all these bags like yeah take them on the back of the bike even if i go down i guarantee the bike will have less rash than i will <laughs> but that's but that's basically with your knowledge today let's let's go a little bit back to the 22 year old chris when you spent that much money on the chrome bag and Same goes when you spend a lot of money for your new phone or your watch. The first, mm. let's say, month or so, you kind of baby that item. Now, with our knowledge today, we know that these bags, they can take a beating. But I assume when you were younger, you didn't know what 
the Kodora or the fabric was actually made of to be beaten around with. So right. can you remember, did you like baby your bag in the first month or something because it was so expensive? Yeah, definitely. You know, it was, I, you know, it had to sit on the passenger seat in my car. I wouldn't put it in the trunk <laughs> with my jumper cables, you know, things like that. Um, yeah, it, it, that's, that's definitely a hump to get over, you know, we're yeah. just like, I just spent a lot of money on this. I really, like, yeah. I want to, you know, take care of it, you know, that, but I do, it's, you know, it's not going to be a closet, you know, right mm. now. it's like, uh, in the gun world, we say uh safe queen, you know, yeah. where it stays in the safe and nobody actually ever uses it. That kind of thing. Like all the stuff I have, like, nah, like I buy it to use it, beat the crap out of it. Cause I, I you know, I feel like as soon as you have the first scratch on something, it, it's oh, yeah. so much Weird. more fun to use that item. I feel like at the point, like I, I know that from from the watches I own, um, in the beginning, I'm so careful not to bump against the sink in the kitchen or stuff like that. And once there's the first scratch item, I'm feel so relieved i'm kind of, i'm annoyed a little bit that i got a scratch on it but then on the other hand i'm like all right that's okay now and then get so much more patina and so much many more scratches and it feels right. so much better in a way it's weird right <laughs> yeah that uh so like the first watch that i got that got me into collecting watches um is actually around the same time i bought that chrome bag actually it was the same i was working the same job and at that time I had to go from a lot of different buildings and they all had um, like fire doors at mm. the end of all the hallways. The, just the way my body is built where the latch for the door is, is right at wrist height. Oh no. So I'd walk like through these doors and just bing, just like smack my wrist <clears throat> against the post. I'm just like, I was like, I've had this watch for like a week and I just like smacked it against like a steel post. Oh no. Like that kind of thing. But like, it's the same thing. It's like, all right, well, like. Which one, like, which watch was it? Do you re remember? The first one that got me into collecting was the Orient Ray. Oh yeah. That's a nice so, watch. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's cool. You know, and that's. But one, it has sapphire glass, right? So you probably no, didn't. It, doesn't it have sapphire? It did not. It does oh, now. Okay. I, yeah, I changed okay. it, but. Yeah. It, okay. Um, yeah, that's one. I've changed the hands on it. I've changed the crystal. Yeah, I've got five different straps for it. Did you do it thing. yourself? Mm -hmm. the, oh, that's cool. I might. I should do that as well with my Seiko watch. Now that I think of it, maybe I should try it. Especially with Seiko, the parts for modding are this ridiculous variety. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, know, you can make some really cool <clears> stuff. <throat> Yeah, there is this Instagram account. I always forget if it's called Neko or Nemo. I'm, I'm not sure. I think it's called Neko Custom Watches or something. And he, he or she does a lot of changing up the Seiko watches and you can buy all of those custom parts. But I didn't dare to like open up my, my watch, but maybe I should just try it. Why not? I mean, there's, there's a company called, I think it's a DIY watch club and you can buy a kit. Oh, so basically cool. you get all the parts you need and you can just assemble it yourself. So if you don't like, if you have one that you're like, you know, uh, uh, have sentimental value, mm. you know, you don't want to tear it apart. That's a good place to start. Okay. Yeah. I try that. But it's fair warning. It's fiddly work. Uh, 
dude, I just started getting into into custom keyboards, right? And nice. that was that was fiddly. That was really annoying. So I'm not sure if I should dare to like open up a watch. It's it's fun, but I mean, like I, I my hands shake too much for it now. Where Same. it's like it's Same. so so fine. You know what's funny is I started like working out a little bit more um in addition to the martial arts stuff and i have this kettlebell and since i'm training with this kettlebell i'm not doing much right i'm just doing like 20 swings in the morning and then singles like 10 or something so just basic stuff and since then my no it's not shaking that much anymore so not really? sure what i did but apparently like stressing out your your arms with heavy stuff helps in terms of getting rid of the shakiness <laughs> that, i've always just used alcohol <laughs> <laughs> good good choice <laughs> so that was 10 minutes now it's your turn again okay so along the same lines um you know talking about bag cost what is like a tech gadget a bag or you know any kind of like etc thing that you've always wanted but can't bring yourself to actually pay for Wow, good question. Um, oh, okay. Although that's uh, that's not too difficult because it's EDC. The two-door uh, Black Bay watch. I want that so much, but I, I I just can't. It's just, I it's it's such a cool watch. But I know. I mean, now Woody, which uh, is my <clears throat> thirty-nine kilogram Labrador dog. It's not that rough anymore, but mm -hmm. when he was a little bit younger, he was like always biting me in the hand and the arms and stuff. Not, uh -oh. not that strong, but mm -hmm. I was always afraid that he could damage his teeth by biting on to, to a sapphire glass. So I stopped wearing my watch. Um, now he's not doing that anymore. So. That argument is out of the window, <laughs> so I could buy a Tudor watch, but I can't. It's I, I know it's like one thousand, I think seven hundred euros. I think it's somewhere along those lines here. Well, that's Germany. it. That's cheap. Yeah, for a watch, it's cheap. I know, but for, it's still for a Tudor. Lot. Yeah, for I think it's. Let me just check. Maybe I, I'm completely mistaken. Uh, to. Two door black bay shopping. Oh no! Okay, no, I, I can't. It's four thousand. It's probably closer to five. <laughs> it's four. Which one was it? That was just one. Okay, now I'm completely off. Okay, so no, I can't buy that. So that's one one of the things that I always wanted, and I was always considering. Maybe I can gift myself. Um, but then I thought, no, that money would be better invested in my motorcycle. Um, so that went kind of out of the window. And in terms, what else? Um, there are a lot of bags that are really cool. Um, and expensive, but I usually opt for the cheaper version um, because it's easier f for me to review. But the rake that you mentioned 
would be high on my list. I'm kind of, um, I kind of regret that I sold it. Um, oh, you did? Yeah, the old one, not the not the old one, the regular one, the um, Kodura version. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had that one. Um, kind of regret that because that's an amazing bag. And probably if if there would be a time anyone would ask me, hey, do you want to make like your version of an existing bag? Then Drake would be one of them, probably. Yeah, um, and that's actually one. So we were talking about, um, you know, not like wanting to baby it and stuff. Mm. When I bought mine, I bought the black VX version. I really wanted the white VX yeah. version. But I was, I was actually, I was talking to Jeff. I was just like, I don't think I'm emotionally equipped to have like a single stain yeah. show up on a $500 bag. Totally. <laughs> it was like knowing me like day one, I'm going to drop a Sharpie on it or something. Like that. Even, even worse. Like, just imagine like standing it close to your, the chain of your bike and then having just a smidge of oil. Yeah. That's really difficult to get rid of. I tried. I don't know which bag it is that it has like, a, Oh yeah. The one that provoke, um, I have the beige version, um, the light one. Okay. And there is a little bit of oil on there. I can't get it off. I just yeah, can't. I, I, can't, I, can't I can't deal with that as yeah. a person. Like, <laughs> I would have to get rid of the whole bag. Yeah, totally. Totally. But it looks so good, right? The white version. Oh, oh yeah. I've got amazing. a couple white VX bags. Yeah. And it's, uh, I love it. You get that Stormtrooper look. You yeah. Know? But I also did you see those um for for motorcycles and for bicycle riders there there is this fabric that is kind of like it looks actually like dark grayish but when you shine a light on it it's like this bright white that that fabric is so cool yeah. I wish that would be more on the, on cool bags Yeah there's a couple that do that like reflective strip I think the I've got the bigger Kriega bag and I think it has yep. a big panel of something yep. like that. The other one, but the I little, haven't seen it as a whole. Little, yeah. That one's cool. Yeah. that, that yeah. You, Even in daytime that works. Yeah. That, that <laughs> one is really cool. So, but yeah, I think the most expensive item that I would love to buy, but I can't get myself to actually invest that money would be a watch. But in terms of bags, that's really difficult. Oh, now I know. Um, I always wanted, I don't want to use it, but I would love to have one is one of those really expensive um, rolling luggage things out of metal. There's just mm. one brand. Is it the Tumi? No, it's not Tumi. Tumi makes... Tumi makes some expensive stuff. Yeah. I don't I just, know if it's any good, but. There's this one brand that everyone is using, but I forgot. It's it's right at the tip of my tongue. It's it's a metal rolling case that everyone is like, it was so that popular. You reviewed like a couple of years ago? No, no. It's it's uh, it's like, like a heritage brand. It's like oh. kind of like the Rolex of bags. I think I it you. was no rem remover. Is it re no, not remover. Uh, remover? No, no, that's a that's a um, vacuum cleaner. <laughs> remover. So a... no, it's remover. Yeah, 
It's Rimowa, R-I-M-O-W-A. And they make these really classic design flight case aluminum hard shell. You see, and I think in the 90s or something or 2000s, like every business person and pilot was like rolling around with those things. And yeah. what's cool about them, if you lose like, like a, a wheel, in every airport, they have the, the store where they will repair that your luggage for you. And they just put a new wheel on there. Um, at least it used to be like that. I don't want one particularly because I'm more of a backpack or used to be. Um, now that I'm getting older, I might prefer rolling stuff, but just because these metal things add, I mean, it's aluminum, but still it adds a couple of grams of extra weight to it. Um, yeah. I know it's not what I would recommend to use, but I kind of like it. I just want to have one to be quite yeah. honest. I would never use it, but I like, I'd like one at home <laughs> for the collection because it's just a your... classic heritage kind of thing that, yeah. I'm looking at their website. They have a case for a bottle of wine. That's like aluminum <laughs> with a T with a TSA lock. It's $1,800 and it's just as big. It's literally no bigger than it's, a bottle of wine. It's <laughs> such a crazy company. It's, as I mentioned, it's like the Rolex of bags of no, not of bags, but of travel luggage. Let's call it that way. Yeah. It's just travel luggage and a really high price tag. Totally unnecessary for people <laughs> like us. But if we are talking about stuff that is luxurious and that no one really wants, I mean, it wouldn't make sense to buy one. Absolutely. But my, like my problem with this is like I would never be able to check this because no, like you know you know the baggage handlers are gonna beat the absolute hell out of it or it's like I'd rather have the Pelican case. Yeah, you know, that's I, true. <laughs> but I feel like with with checking bags, the more beaten up it is, the better in some in some cases. So, oh, yeah. but I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't want to check in something expensive just because I feel like someone would steal it. I I, I still don't understand these kind of um, baggage claims. I mean, no one is checking for it. You could just oh. go there and just take it back and then just go. I remember when I was a kid, they did. They actually checked in front of, before you exited, they checked your flight ticket and the baggage claim tag. But I was like eight or something. I, I right. specifically remember that. But then they just stopped. So everyone could just walk out with your stuff. No one would care. Just yeah, walk so out we'll with walk. like five bags. No one would check yeah. you. <laughs> you could probably run a fairly successful eBay store like that. Definitely. <laughs> and I, I just, that, that's the main reason why I would love, I prefer my bag to be beaten up as possible. So no one would be like, hey, yeah. Take that. Yeah, I like it. All right. That was 10 minutes. So my next question is, <clears throat> I I can't already assume which one it would be, but I will ask it anyways. What's your current favorite bag? And which bag are you planning to get next and why? Go. 
Current favorite uh, is the Defy Cobra. The, oh, oh I thought you. Black I assumed that you would say the Rake, but okay. So you know what? Since I started working from home, the Rake really doesn't get a lot of use anymore, which I'm kind of sad about because it's genuinely one of my favorite bags. Mm-hmm. But the one that's that I like the most and is also getting the most use is the Defy. Blackout Cobra, which I think they stopped making. Last time I checked, it wasn't on their website. I feel uh, like everyone, everyone in Chicago, and uh, I mean you, Jeff, James, you're all into Defy, right? So yeah, <laughs> it's like- you know what, it's it's rock solid stuff. Um, that is, you know, it's it's cool to support local that kind yeah. of thing. Um, yeah, I'm looking. I don't think it's. Yeah, it's not for sale anymore. That's too bad because honestly, it's it's genuinely an awesome bag. It's a roll top messenger sling kind of thing, but it has a laptop pocket that'll fit a 15 inch Ultrabook, so it'll fit my Dell XPS 15. The Fi Cobra, right? Uh, Blackout Cobra. Let's see if I can find the Fi Cobra Black. Oh wow, they have Defy on Amazon. Oh no, it's Amazon US. Okay. Yeah. Um, I really yeah. need to test one. Okay, so that's that's your current favorite bag due yeah. to the situation with the pandemic and working from home. I'm the same. I'm I don't use backpacks anymore just because I am one hundred percent working from home from home. Yeah. You know what? And it's I still grab a bag if I'm going to someone's house or, you know, to my parents or just running mm-hmm. errands, that sort of thing. Um, but most of my bag use now is on the bike. Mm-hmm. You know, it's great. It's actually, there's been a couple bags where I've pulled out of storage that weren't getting any use. It's like, actually, these would be perfect on the bike. So, like, I've got a Chrome Cadet, the full-size one, mm-hmm. that That's I'd stopped bag. to use. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's awesome. And I, yeah. I'd stopped using it because I bought uh, the Green Room... Uh, uh, Metro Monger, I think is, is mm. the, the name it's like, you know, an equivalent size, uh, sling. The problem with the Metro is it's really uncomfortable with the stabilization strap on the bike. Oh yeah. I've got it in order to have it tight enough where it's not sliding around. It's actually digging into my ribs. So I was like, all right, I'll try the Chrome dude night and day it's like i don't even notice it while i'm on the bike and it's actually it's been a couple times where i'm like shit (laughs) it's still here (laughs) um but yeah uh definitely the defy blackout has okay has been the go-to it's perfect for you know bigger errands the roll top makes it so i can you know it looks so cool i think really cool bags um, so what would be your next purchase then? It's tough. Um, I've always liked the Mission Workshop. Uh, what is their duffel bag? Um, I forgot what the name is. They have it's the same series. They have a like work like briefcase kind of um, messenger bag, and then they have the bigger. Uh, duffel bag version duffel of it. Duffel bags. 
it, but it's like it's one of these ones that's like always out of stock which is pretty much half of what mission workshop makes i wasn't sure i, I wasn't aware that they have like a duff oh yeah, it's not really a duffel bag it's rather like like kind of like 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 a like a work bag but you carry it duffel style uh so it's there is a drift and the transit duffel yeah the, the transit's the one oh okay that i've always wanted uh, but like I said, I mean, it's like every time either they're running a sale or I just happen to be on the site, it's always out of stock. It's sold out at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> that one. But it looks fairly bulky, right? Or like not bulky in, in terms of being like a lot of footprint, but it's kind of like, like box shaped. Yeah, which is, I think that's kind of why I like it. Cause I, I, like generally the products that I enjoy or the products that I tend to gravitate to as far as design goes, I like straight lines, you know? Mm. So it, like, it speaks to me. Yeah. It's um, easier to pack. It's just, it makes it much simpler for, for your mind to actually compartmentalize the space that you are given. So mm -hmm. I totally understand that. It makes it so much easier. Well, and like, so going down the duffel bag rabbit hole, you know, like the, the military style duffels or they're like yeah. a tube. Yeah. I don't understand how people pack those. Like, how do you yeah. pack in a circular shape? I know. Like <laughs> I mean, the North face base camp duffel that I have been using like for years, um, has similar, um, shape. It's a little bit more like, flattened out rather than just being like this tube thing. Mm. But I get what you're saying. Those military tube kind of things are just great. If you have only like clothing because just like, like get, get pressed in every right. single core, not, I mean, there are no corners, but like in every single space. Mm. So I get that in terms of clothing, but I feel like when you're in the military, you don't only pack like clothing, right? You have also box shaped items. Yeah. I don't know. So I don't get it, it either. It, yeah. That's <laughs> especially because like, can you like, well, look at like, you get like packing cubes and stuff like that. Those aren't going to fit properly. Not at all. That. They're they going to be fit. all yeah. bent against the side, that sort of yeah. thing. So now it's like, this is everything is right in where it needs to be, you know, one corner, you can go corner to corner, everything, no wasted space. <laughs> very efficient. I like that. I like that a lot. It's yeah. Like, like I, Legos for, for bag I nerds. I, I totally get what, what you're saying. So it does make a lot of sense. And now that I look at it, yeah, I can see that this bag has a lot of benefits. And I can also tell why this is always like sold out. Although they probably only have like 10 each time <laughs> that's like go through anything on their site they're yeah. perpetually out of stock of everything so i don't yeah, know that's true i think they i think they mostly do clothing these days is what i gather at least from, from what I, I think it's see. difficult for all of the back companies at the moment it's not easy with everything that has been going on for the past two years I hope, I really hope that everything is going to get easier next year, but I'm not, I'm not that optimistic to be quite honest. You know what? And it's, I know at least in the electronics, you know, 
industry, China's policy of no COVID where they're keep going back into like 100% lockdown. Everybody stays at home, like full controls mm. that keeps kind of screwing up everybody's manufacturing timetables and stuff like that. So it's, I mean, not I only it. that, but also shipping, right? It's with everything that is going on, fuel prices, gas prices, it's just too expensive to ship or fly stuff internationally. And yeah, yeah you know, going I, to I just bought strange. Yeah. Yeah. I just bought a, a new hookah um, from a company in Germany mm. and it was like, I got it in and I was like, crap, I should have bought like these accessories for it. So I was like, all right, well, I'll go grab the accessories too. And then like the one thing I wanted was like 35 euro shipping was going to be 40 euros. Yeah. Like, it's, it's and that big. is, that is cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Sending a box with a bag to the U S is like 75 euros. Cool. That, that, that's why it's so difficult for, for me to do, uh, all of those uh, um, contests or like sell stuff because it's just, I mean, I, I can't give anyone a good price on the back, but then I have to tell that person, yeah, but shipping is like 75 euros. And then you potentially have to pay custom fees, even though I can obviously write down used item, but still there is a chance that you have to pay like custom fees. It's so expensive. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It would be cheaper if I book, Or, or no, it's not going to be cheaper, but it would make much more sense for me just to fly over <laughs> to the right. US, bring that item, and then fly back. For I mean, I don't get it. It's it's the world is kind of weird at the moment. But yeah, that was ten minutes, and now we get to your last question. Okay, so talking about bikes a couple of times now. Um, what is your favorite? piece of motorcycle gear or like a gadget that you have for the bike not necessarily like a part for the bike but you know like probably the, probably the quad lock you um, still like that yeah i like it a lot because i forget it it's it's kind of i forget that it's there so um that's why i like it a lot um i know A lot of people dislike Quadlock because, and um, I'm not sponsored. I'm just going to say that right away because so many people dislike this brand and I can totally get it. I dislike it as well because you can't trust anyone with their opinion because they have this, this very aggressive marketing strategy, right? Where like every single influencer is stating like this is a review and you can clearly tell that that's not a review they they're paying you and you have like thousands of affiliate links and stuff like that and yeah it's i get why there are a few or a lot of people who dislike quadlock because of this aggressive marketing but what i can say from my perspective uh this is my so i had one for the one plus For this one and I stick the universal one onto my X no I know that this is my third case but I forgot the, the third phone I used it from so I bought bought a couple of them and I still like it a lot because it just 
I just forget it. Basically, I just go to my bicycle, uh, bicycle to my motorcycle, just stick it on and it's done. So um, do you have the vibration dampeners for yeah. it too? Yeah. Okay. You that definitely was, need that. Yeah. That was one thing I was worried about. Um, one is cause I've got the, the Sony, um, you know, Xperia, Oh, you bought that has, one. Yeah. The new one or, uh, no, this the is, last year. I've got, I've got the Mark three. Okay. So, cool. Uh, 2021 okay. model year. Um, but it's got uh, optical yeah. image stabilization. And on top of that, the telephoto lens actually it's has- It's this telescope like a, thing, right? Yeah. Right. So it actually moves. So it's actually kind of neat when you restart the phone and, or just turn it on, you can hear it like oh, that's clicking cool. into place. I want, um, but I'm I was always worried about, about that, that getting screwed up. Yeah. Get the vibration, anti-vibration thing. It's kind of bulky and it's- yeah, let's, let's call it what it is. It's ugly. It doesn't look great, right? So, right. but if you get it with the, I call it the little hockey puck, which is the, um, the wireless, the Qi, you oh, call yeah. it Qi, the Qi charging yeah. puck. Um, then you don't see it. It gets, it is fairly huge on your bike. And I can't, I can't sugarcoat it. It's, it's ugly. It doesn't look great, but I mean, it will protect I'm, your investment. <laughs> I've got the RAM mounts for the GoPros already. So, you know, it's, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It already has like, you know, the whole camera it, it, equipment yeah. everywhere. It's, it's a lot on the handlebar, but you, I know that on the Scrambler, the handlebar at least is a little bit wider than on my MT07. So my, my dashboard is totally cramped with stuff. <laughs> so it's not pretty. I totally get that. And, but it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's good. I try, I mean, I tried the, uh, SP connect and I tried the peak design, but peak design at the point of test at the time of testing, it didn't have the anti vibration system. So I didn't put it on my bike, but it does look very good. Um, yeah. not Usually, sure. I mean, the vibration is probably not too bad on your bike. You said MT07, that's a yeah. three cylinder. Two. Two. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, but so, that's inline twin, right? Not uh, twin. No, it's um, cross plane. So it's, it's like, it's boxer. not inline. No, it's it's kind of like the cross. So inline is, V is kind of like this, right? Inline right. would be like this. And cross plane is kind of like this. So it sounds, really? yeah, it, so, it kind of sounds like you should test. No, don't, don't test right, uh, uh, Yamaha. Because, no, you should, because it's, it's, a lot of fun, but the uh, the overall feel is kind of more like plastic, so it's not oh. as nice as your Ducati. But I feel like the engine is a little bit more fun because it's like a little bit twitchy, um, and it sounds different because it's this cross-plane technology, which I honestly cool. can't explain. It I just love a good engine different. noise. Yeah, actually, yeah. so uh, me and a friend just test rode. Uh, the Harley Davidson Livewire. I don't know if you've seen that, the electric bike. Do you like it? Holy crap, are they fast? Yeah, like, I, I imagine it. But is it fun though? With it, no vibration and stuff like that? So it's not there's, like. There's a little haptic motor like in the seat that kind of just like pulses as you're oh, riding. Okay. So you kind of remember that it's still on. The best part about it though is that it sounds like a TIE fighter. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so, that's so you start taking cool. your like, wow, it, that, that's worth the cost of admission alone. 
<laughs> wow, that's cool. That's that's probably the best argument for getting right. I mean, truth to be told, I don't I dislike Harley a little bit. Um but that thing is very interesting to me. So now Livewire is actually spun off of Harley. They're their own company now. Okay, that makes it one thousand percent better. <laughs> But I'll try not to take that personally because I just told my dad I'd buy his Harley off of him. <laughs> what kind of Harley does he have? He has a it's like a 2011 Road Glide. It's one of the big baggers, um, but he hasn't ridden it in like four or five years. So I was but like, dude, yeah, like, I'm, but it's like, I'm, I'm going to say it like this: you're too young for that kind of bike, aren't you? <laughs> you know what? It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, and it's it it's great for for longer journeys. So, like me and my fiance, like you know, she likes riding on the back. So we want to take some trips, and that's a perfect bike for it. Okay, you know, we can we've got luggage we can strap into it, that kind of thing. Um, it's a lot more comfortable on the road than my Ducati is. As but, long uh, as you my, don't adopt like the the Harley mindset of I used to I'm, be that guy. I'm cool. I'm tough, and I'm not saying hello to anyone. <laughs> I used I used to be that guy. That was my twenties. Don't so be I, like I, that. I was in. I was in like the motorcycle club and everything. So I had the patches on my back with the leather vest and the whole nine. I, th I thought I was hot shit back then. <laughs> now uh, with, with age I've matured and I know that but, I was an idiot. But no, but I get that in the younger age, right? What I dislike here in Germany is like, I assume that it's similar in different countries as well. You see all those, I hate that word, right? Because I'm basically in the same age bracket these boomers right i dislike that word but i ha don't have a better word for it like these doctors these lawyers that are like okay i'm gonna buy a harley now which i totally get i mean if that was your wish your whole life and you always wanted to have like a harley then go yeah. for it i'm i'm happy for you that you now are at the point to get whatever you want or like a sports car but don't pretend that just because you ride a Harley that you're like tough, that yeah, you can like the... go and beat me up or stuff like that. Or what's, why are you like, no, I'm not going to say hi to you because I am a Harley rider. I'm tough. I'm not going to wave to you. Yeah. Those are the weekend warriors. Yeah. But so they call them out here. It's, it's not like, it's kind of like, Oh, I'm going to buy a lot of Porsche clothing, right? No, I I am one of the Porsche guys. <laughs> it's not like that. Right? To be fair, there's there's some of that. I'm a I'm a Porsche Club owner uh, owner member. Yeah, or Porsche Owners Club member. Excuse me. Yeah, there's there's some of that there. <laughs> but yeah. um, but it's you know but Harley's turned into like a lifestyle brand, you know, and it's that's actually I, I appreciate. One of their, well, there's, I mean, it's, it's, it's cool. one of the issues that they're, that they've been facing for a while is that a lot of what they make up until like the last couple of years does not appeal to people in our generation. Yeah. You know, like they, they keep catering to our parents' generation or our grandparents' generation. It's like, all right, well, like, you know, at some point those people are not going to be in shape to buy motorcycles. Yeah, anymore. exactly. You know, so it's now with like, they've got the new sports duress. Which is a much more aggressive bike mm. to compete with, like the um, the Indian Scout. But I really, I really like the 
the look of the Indian scalp, to be quite honest. I'm usually oh, not the... kind of the chopper kind of fan, but that one looks really appealing. Yeah, the machining on the cylinder heads is gorgeous. Whoever yeah. decided that that's what that's supposed to look like. I like the shape of the tank, like this kind of rounded but still edgy kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Looks really good. Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I think I can understand why people like the look of a of a Harley, and I've never ridden one. I, I, I think they are cool, but I just can't stand behind. But to be fair, tri Triumph riders here in Germany, those kind of hipster guys are the same. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, I get that you're cool. You are a very good looking guy. You are really cool. You have a cool bike, but there's no point to be like that arrogant, right? And you don't ride. You ride from your house right. to your, to the cafe. And then you sit there like for three hours. Why? Just right. <laughs> so you're not. You're in it to pick up women at that point. I think that's what the. <laughs> but the reality is, if we are all real, if we get a bike, we think that we're cool for the opposite sex. But that's not the case. That's definitely not the case. It's just, we just I, attract other men. We don't attract I women. <laughs> I just had this conversation. I think yesterday, the day before, is like because I've had. Uh, I got the Porsche Cayman now. Before that, I had the Honda S2000. Um, and before that, was Honda Prelude. So it's like you always think, like, oh, yeah, these are cool sports cars. Chicks are going to be into it. Literally, the only conversations I've yeah. ever had about my car have been with guys. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's, it's, a, it's like some random guy at the gas station or something. Like that. <laughs> Who are we kidding, right? We're just doing right. that for other guys. We can't, right. we're not going to pick up. No one is coming to you and saying like, wow, that's cool. Or no woman is coming to you at, wow, you're so sexy. You're right, Harley. No. Yep. And no one thinks that you can beat up another person. Sorry, but <laughs> that's just because <laughs> you have a Harley. <laughs> Especially not, you know, 26 year old me who was 130 pounds soaking wet, you know, like I was, there was, <laughs> there was I was carried out of, you know, bars, not. <laughs> You don't, I mean, it's so weird. I just recently thought about me as a 20 year old, mid 20 year old, kind of what, what kind of things we did that we thought were cool. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Re do you remember like when I was 16, I was in high school in Oklahoma, right? And it was 90. 96 or something, I think, around that time. Um, Jinkos. Jinko yeah. jeans. <laughs> I had like five pair of them. And I thought I was, I was like the shit, right? With my Jinko jeans. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm looking at these pictures and I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> or like everyone. <laughs> I, I mean, I remember being in high school, like people like still had like the huge pants like that. And then like watching kids trip up the stairs because of yeah. it. Like, like this is genuinely like a safety hazard. <laughs> like, totally. And I was, I was so into ska music, right? So I had this chain, like this huge chain that was always yep. stuck in the chairs. Like those, in this, you know, that the, the chairs with the table, right? I was always like stuck in there and I was like standing up and I pulled the whole chair with me during the classroom. I was like, okay, that was, that was not cool. <laughs> not were, you getting, 
get it caught on a doorknob and you just completely face I'm, I'm short. That never happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, right? What, what were we thinking back then? And I was like drinking search like crazy. Oh my God. It was, I, it was you... I don't know how I'm not like having like diabetes or something, but I was drinking right. search like crazy. That's, I mean, my mid twenties, I was waiting tables and bartending. And it's like, basically we all survived on monster energy and cigarettes. Yeah. You know, it's like thinking back, I'm just like, like now we're like, you know, just thinking about that. Like that gives me anxiety attack. Like I can't totally. handle that much like caffeine and just nicotine all at once. Totally. Like, but you had to, like, you had to be on your feet for like 10 hours. Yeah. You know? And I mean, what we ate, I remember that was, that was the best, best thing in Oklahoma. And I miss it so much. That was, um, fried chicken with mashed potatoes mm. and gravy. Dude, I ate so much of that stuff. <laughs> That's so good. But again, I don't know how I didn't die of a heart attack back then. I ate so much like fats and sugar and had these oh, yeah. genes that hit like, Every <laughs> how did we survive, mate? Right. I, yeah, I don't. Was, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's been a lot of that reflection. Was like, wow. Like thinking back, like this could have killed me. Like, yeah. You know. And I'm not sure how it was with you in back in high school, but I mean, I lived in this town that had like, I think like two thousand or three thousand people in there, oh. and we had just this main street and. Every Friday night, my friend picked me up in his pickup and we were driving Main Street up and down like for three hours. Like, what a waste of fuel, right? Like, why the hell did we have like a job to get a little bit of money to pay for gas that we wasted driving around just one street? I mean, if we were riding around the block or something, I maybe that would be understandable like but like just the street up and down up and down for three hours straight what the hell <laughs> we had i mean we had the big culture of like street racers by oh, we didn't school. have that so that would had, be awesome yeah. it was kind of the same thing where it's like people are you know the honda civic that their parents bought them you know for their 17th birthday or whatever that is basically falling apart and they're going to the auto parts store to buy a new intake for it and stuff like that. It was like, cool. <laughs> it's so what, what was your car? I, I can't see. What did Back you then, have? I mean, I had a Toyota Camry. So well, that's real, all right. Though. Real, real street racer. <laughs> right there, yeah. <laughs> you watched too much Fast and Furious back then. Huh? Oh, I, lo- I to this day, I love that car. I mean, it was, I, we had, we drove that. I think we sold it with like 200,000 miles on it. So if you yeah. if you had the choice, so let's let's imagine someone gave you like I don't know one hundred k and said like you are you are only allowed to spend it on one car. Would you go for like a luxury car or would you go like for a totally spec'd out street racing car with yeah, everything no, be, with yeah, NOS sport. injection and everything? <laughs> If it's if it's just the choice between the two, then yeah, yeah I'll do the street racer car. Yeah, right? I think the <laughs> the the real answer is somewhere in between. Like I've always loved like the like Nissan GTRs and stuff like that. And now um, there's there's real strict import laws for 
uh, Japanese domestic cars into the U.S. Yeah, I can so imagine. I think the rule is they have to be like 30 years old before you can import them and have them be legal to drive on the street. Like you can import them as show cars, but you can't drive them in register. Oh. So now, like the old R32 Skylines are starting to be in that age bracket where, where they can get imported. And they're like, they're coming in like $100,000, that kind of thing for ones in good, good condition. So it'd be something like that. Or like, you know, like the old, like Honda NSX, which is those always love nice. those cars. Yeah. Those are really nice. I mean, <clears throat> you also, I mean, you can like make them look really nice and really like timeless and classic. So no of those, RG, I mean, I like those RGB uh, lights at the bottom, but obviously nowadays I wouldn't do that. I mean, back then I w didn't have the money and nowadays I don't either. But if <laughs> someone would come up to me and say, like, here, you have 100K, decide between those two cars, I would definitely go the same route as you said and make it like really, really cool. I mean, yeah, no, no. I, w I like body parts. But I wouldn't go like with flashy colors. I would like have like one single cool color, like, and then I don't know, make it really look cool, yeah. timeless, age, yeah, age appropriate. Let's call it that way. Age appropriate, <laughs> age appropriate street racer. Yeah. <laughs> All right, mate. That was that was a lot of fun. Thank you so yeah. much for for joining me. And Dude, thanks for having me. This is great. I will definitely let's do that again because I'm I will I will put like on Instagram and on um YouTube and ask for questions about IT security because I'm really okay. interested in that stuff and then we definitely meet up because would you last question would you call yourself like like a white hat or you IT uh, specialist I am I do have certifications to that effect, yeah. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> this is going I, to be I, interesting. I, I tell people companies pay me to break stuff. It's oh, that's, that's the fun way. <laughs> so are you are you working in, in like a security company or are you working for a software company where you are um, responsible for their safety? Uh, kind of a cross between the two right now. Okay. So I work, I work yeah. for a company that makes security software, but I'm, I'm in a research role right now. Okay. That's cool. So let, yeah. So I really want to do that second podcast, ask you a couple of questions that are interesting me, but maybe also like to make it more educational for other people. I would definitely would love to ask you some basic security tips for regular people that would be really cool if we can do that let's do yeah. it man awesome so thank you so much and yeah everyone if you have questions chris is always in the comment section on patreon or in the discord channel so hit him up if you have any questions and yeah hopefully we see each other again in the next episode thank you very much